Hey, who do you think would win a fight? Well, what do you mean? Well, if you and I ever got into like a really serious fight, you know, and the punches started flying, who do you think would win? Well, I think that's pretty obvious. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. The bat is dead. Bury it. Fight back! You coward, fight back! You just started a war. Dark fire will not avail you! Flame of Udun! Never give up. Never surrender. We must fight. You've always run away from a fight. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so. Have not? You have so and you know it. Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Who Would Win cast, the podcast that analyzes fictional fights between familiar faces. My name is Steve, and joining me once again on the program is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hey, Steve. What's going on? Not too much. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a great Thanksgiving. Yeah? Eat a lot? I ate a lot. I got the itis. You got the itis? <laughs> I, messaged, I messaged my friend from school who told me about the itis. Who made it up. And I told her that I mentioned it in our podcast, and now she started listening to the podcast. Wow, great. Yeah, she That's goes, all it took. She goes, now it feels like I can hang out with you, even though I don't see you anymore, because she, she works in Pennsylvania now. So, Did you tell her to suggest a topic? She's really not into this this kind of stuff, but uh, we'll see. So you don't know how long she's actually going to listen? Yeah. What's her name? Christina. Hey, Christina, if you're listening to this episode. <laughs> I hope thanks, you made Christina. it. Thanks, thanks sir. Yeah, maybe you made it to this episode. Hopefully you did. If not, I'm going to tell you that we specifically mentioned you, again, by name, on this episode. You should just tell her we mentioned her in a episode. Ooh, that up. way she has to watch every, yep, listen to every single one. It. Oh, I like it. Like a little scavenger hunt. A little mm-hmm. podcast scavenger hunt. I like it. Uh, so before we get started, uh, I just wanted to uh, go over the final results from our Harry Potter, well, not Harry Potter uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Beasts. Beasts. Fantastic Beasts episode. Uh, I'm trying to find it. Wow, it's really... it's really It was the, the Nundu versus the Arumpint. That's right. And the final uh, was 60% Arumpint and 40% Nundu. I think when we recorded, I think it was like 50-50 at that point. The last episode. The last, we, last time we recorded, because it wasn't it was. over yet. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Man, you pulled out an Arumpint win. Yeah, I know. I mean, considering he was like the star of the second act. Yeah. So... I'll take it. I'll take the win. The Nundu was underrepresented in the film. Maybe in the sequel? Yeah, we'll get a Return of the Nundu. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Return of the Nundu. The Nundu Strikes Back. The Nundu Strikes Back. I like it. Revenge of the Nundu. Attack of the Nundu. The Phantom <laughs> Nundu. The Nundu Awakens. A new Nundu. Uh, do we do every one? Yeah. Rogue Nundu. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also, our previous episode... Which was about uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade. We had the Woody Woodpecker balloon going up against the Cat in the Hat balloon. And that currently stands at 63% for Woody the Woodpecker and 37% for the Cat in the Hat. Another win for you. So far, it still has a couple more days to be oh, open. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah, a couple Maybe more days left. So, so we'll see what happens in the next couple days. Um, this, is, this has been our highest voted uh, poll. I saw run. the most votes ever received so far. But, um, you know, I think the reason that happened is because Podbean has featured us again this this past couple weeks or so. Right. You sold your soul to Podbean, and I now did. you're featured again. Yep. And uh, so we, we probably have a ton of new listeners right now, so I appreciate everybody for listening and subscribing. We have over, I think it's like 350 new subscribers, and we've passed the 2,000 download mark. We are. So we're getting up there. We are getting up there. So we appreciate all the new listeners, um, everybody who's been following, commenting on Twitter, tweeting at us following us on Instagram, and all that good stuff. So uh, that's, uh, that's where we stand. you have anything uh, before we get started, Chris? I was just thinking, my, my lifetime record is pretty bad. 
for these fights? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think you're actually... I think I've had a little bit of a streak lately, but in the beginning, you were killing it. I'll have to check. Because you think of Power Rangers versus Ninja Turtles. I'm pretty sure the Ninja uh, Power Rangers won that one, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Chef Carl Casper and Bob's Burgers. I'm pretty sure Bob's Burgers won that one. Upset victory. Upset victory. Huge upset victory. <laughs> what else did we have? Um... Mm. Finn and Chief Brody. I, I like that one a lot. It was yeah, not that, a popular is, episode. Yeah, nobody really likes that episode. I don't know if it's because no one really cares for Sharknado anymore. Maybe no one cares for Jaws anymore. Ooh, hopefully that's not true. Let's let's hope that's not true. But uh, yeah, so well, we'll have maybe if we have a fan who's like really dedicated and they want to go through and do like a win loss record and all that good stuff because we don't have the time. Go for it. Go crazy. We'll. Uh, I have the time. If you want to do it, go crazy. I have I have so much free time. I mean, now that your bathroom's almost done. It's not. All right, now that your bathroom's not done. I just slack off a lot. Well, you should get your bathroom done. Haven't you been, like, pooping in a bucket outside since you don't have a bathroom now? Well, for, like, I did. three months? I do have an additional bathroom. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, occasionally, I do poop in a bucket just for fun. But the toilet's in the bathroom now. Oh, really? So I have two toilets. Like, okay. Is it working? Yes. Why'd you hesitate? Uh, it's a long story. <laughs> but it's working. It works. So when you flush it, you know how it refills? Yeah. After it refills, it keeps making this sound. Okay. And I think it's not stopping correctly. Okay. So I just have to fix that now. All right. But technically, you can use it and flush it, and it will work. Good. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. Good. And is that tub working yet? Did you figure no. that out? No. Nope. All right. That's all right. I still don't have the sink back in. That either. is the subplot of the Who Would Win podcast, <laughs> Chris's bathroom troubles, and also the Pine Hill Mobile Court. Any progress on, on that front? Um, Kind of. Okay. Um, I think I want to keep this one uh, a little a little secret, though, until I'm ready to reveal it. I'm down. It's going to be big. Okay. It's not that big. Don't get too excited. Oh, all right. It's going to be small. You just said it was big. Yeah, but that was like to hype it up. But um, well, now you, you then I wanted to downplay it, yeah, so yeah. that when it's not that good, I can be like, well, I said it's not that big of a deal. But then by downplaying it now, and if it's something really cool, might people might get really really excited now. Win win for me then. Exactly. All right. Um, so as always, if you have any ideas for any future matchups or scenarios, or if you just like to say hi, give us a shout out. You can reach us through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or our Gmail. And you can also subscribe and leave us a rating on iTunes or through our RSS feed on Podbean. And like Chris said, I've recently sold my soul to Podbean, so I'm a big fan of them. Uh, Chris, you know what I'm going to ask you. You're going to ask me, what are we talking about today? That's right. You know how this works. What are we talking about today? Well, a little bit of backstory first. Go right ahead. A friend of the show, um, Hugh Harley. That's right. Tweeted us uh, like months ago now an idea for a show. Mm -hmm. He tweeted us which... Friends character would be master of their domain. Correct. Which is the Seinfeld reference. Correct. And which is how he found out about us, because he found out about us through the Seinfeld, which is a Seinfeld podcast. And I, they mentioned that I'm interested in doing a Seinfeld-related episode one mm-hmm. day, so that's how Hugh found out about us, right? And you are a big Seinfeld fan. Yes, I am. You talk about it all the time, and sometimes you tell me what episode things happen in. <laughs> and I said, do you really know the episode? And you're like, yeah. And then we just continue on like that's normal. <laughs> That happened the other day. Uh, my girlfriend's mom had it on, and she goes, what episode's this? And it took me a couple minutes, but I got it was the Frogger. The <laughs> one where George buys the Frogger machine and has to go across the street. Right, that yeah, one. Yeah. So, okay, so Hugh. So Sorry. Hugh, so so he tweeted us that episode. 
And then that's actually a pretty pretty good idea, I thought. But I tweeted him back. I said something like, you know, we're like family friendly podcast or something. Just that. And I mean, that'd be hard to. And I've never seen Friends at all. It's not that I don't want to watch it. I've just never watched it. I know there are a lot of Seinfeld fans out there who are just no to Friends. Oh really? Yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, oh, I think Friends is a pretty funny show. So I've heard really good things. I've just never sat down and watched. I've it. seen some episodes. Maybe maybe I'll get into it. But anyway, in addition to that, I think most of the people who listen to our podcast are our family. That's true. So like, yeah, I don't know. I felt like it could be awkward. So I told you, I told him that. I was like, thanks for the idea, but I don't know. And I think a bit tongue in cheek, he said, "All right, fine. How about Barney the Dinosaur versus Thomas the Tank Engine?" Like as a joke, maybe. Right. But I thought that was a really great idea. Yeah, so I it. begged you to do it, like, for a while. And we're and doing then, it. Uh, today's that day. That's it. I'm excited. I'm really, really excited for that. So we have Barney the Dinosaur versus, versus Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, you want to go a little bit of history and fun facts for for uh, Barney? Yeah, sure. So Barney is uh, most well known for his TV show, Barney and Friends, mm-hmm. uh, a children's TV show targeted at children ages 1 through 8. Okay. Um, created by Cheryl Leach, produced by HIT Entertainment. It premiered April 6, 1992. Uh, it ran to 2009, although it's still played reruns since then. And it's actually getting a reboot next year. I just read that this morning when I was doing so some I'm research. I'm curious to see how that is. Like, maybe they'll do, like, a dark, gritty reboot in the style of... Uh, <laughs> Batman Begins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, if you don't know, it features uh, the title character Barney, a purple anthropomorphic Tyrannosaurus Rex... And he teaches children educational messages with songs and dance routines and uh, of his friendly a- attitude. And his friends, BJ the Dinosaur, Baby Bop the Dinosaur, and an assortment of kids. Yep. Very popular. I watched it when I was a kid. So did I. I'll admit it. That's so shame in that. I don't know. There might be. We were like three years old. We weren't like discerning TV watchers. Yeah, but I feel like he was affecting our cognitive development. Are you trying to get some early arguments in against my character? No, I'm just I'm just expressing my opinion. Really? Yeah. All right. I mean, there's a lot of research that shows Barney teaches kids helpful life lessons, so such as hugging. No, like um, problem solving, and uh, like just things that are appropriate for a three year old to learn, like sharing. Okay. All right. Let's hear about let's hear about your tank engine. Okay. So. Thomas the Tank Engine. I have a, there's an interesting backstory to Thomas the Tank Engine. So during World War II, there was this guy, and his name was Wilbert Audrey, and he had this sick son, and his name was Christopher. So what he did was to kind of just try to make him feel better, he told him stories about trains named Edward, Gordon, and Henry. That was it. No Thomas, but those three. Okay. Who are also in the Thomas the Tank oh, Engine. Oh, I know that very so, well. Yeah. So after a while, his family persuaded him, like, you should turn this into, like, some kind of a children's book series. So he decided to write the stories uh, beginning in 1945, and the first book was titled The Three Railway Engines, which was named after Edward Gordon and Henry. And um, No Percy, either. No Percy, okay. that's right. And Or James. Or James. He was the red Or Mr. Topham Hat. Or the helicopter. Oh, yeah, I forget the name of the helicopter. Pff, me neither. The red one was really long, I remember. No, the red one was James. That was James? Yeah. He was Percy there. was green. Oh, um, Gordon was, like, black, right? G- Gordon was blue, and he was, he was the longest. He oh, was, he was, he was the like, longest. the old older train. Who was the black one? I don't remember. Black it's, like, train. black and gray. I don't remember. I think. I can't remember. Um, so, anyway, so he wrote an additional 25 books in addition to the three railway engines, and this series became known as the Railway Stories or the Railway Series. 
and the second book was titled Thomas the Tank Engine. So um, his son continued writing the stories later on after the father stopped writing. His son kind of took over, which I thought was kind of cool. And um, so they, they took Thomas from the second book and they gave him his own show called Thomas and Friends, which is also funny because his show was And Friends and mm-hmm. Barney was also And Friends as well. We both have friends. That's right. And it began airing in 1984 and it still airs today. Initially, the show was like stop motion models, like it was actually just toys. And um, today, it's kind of more of like an animated show. CGI, exactly. So that's like a little background of how Thomas Thomas came to be, how he is today. Um, I have some character bio. I don't know if you have character bio for Barney or I uh, read all my bio. You read all your bio? Okay, that's fine. So uh, Thomas was built in 1915, and he lives on the fictional island of Sodor. Uh, he arrived in Sodor due to a wartime mix-up, because uh, World War One was going on at that time. It was an accident? It was an accident that he arrived in the wartime, or in the, uh, the island of Sodor. And um, when he arrived in Sodor, his driver, um, his, his name is Bob, he married a local girl and pretty much sold Thomas to Sir Topham Hatt. So he just kind of abandoned Thomas. Wait. Yes. So a guy, you called him a driver, but I think a conductor might be the correct term. So they called him the driver. They referred to him as the driver, but I guess you could call him conductor. So he owned Thomas. He owned Thomas. Accidentally drove drove Thomas to an island. Um, Yes, but we have to remember that this is during wartime, so there was no, like, standard time. So he doesn't know maybe where he was supposed to be at what time kind of thing. Like, he might have been getting confused. What do you mean confused? Like, he got on the wrong boat or... He got on the wrong airplane. Like he, no, he might have taken like the wrong bridge or something. I don't he know. took the wrong bridge. <laughs> and Sodor is an island. Didn't you say it was an island? Yeah, it's an island. So he, ended but it's up... a big. It's not like Hawaii Island. It's like a big. It's big, like Australia. I, th- island? I think. I think no. I think it's like Great, like Great Britain, okay. UK Island. Okay. Like because I think that's what Sodor was supposed to so represent. He, he owned a train. Yes. Accidentally got to Sodor, mm-hmm. met a nice lady, and got married. And said, you know what? I don't need this train anymore. Yep. And sold, sold it to the local train baron. Yep. Interesting. And that's kind of how Thomas is the, the way he is today. Hmm. Fun fact, when I was in college, I'm always bringing up my college stories. You're always making fun of me for it. Um, I had I had, a, I had a professor for one of my history classes, and he was a Marxist, which is fine. Nothing against Marxists at all. But he told us... I have some things against Marxists. <laughs> I mean, so do I, but I'm just not trying <laughs> okay. to alienate any of our listeners here. But... um. He all of our Marxist listeners. <laughs> you never know. You never know. He told me that he refused to let his kids watch Thomas the Tank Engine because it promoted a capitalist society where the hardworking workers have to report to the man and Mr. Topham Hat. And he said that Mr. Topham Hat was a bad role model for children. His I, children. I never got that vibe from the show. You know, I never thought of it, and I was trying to do some research to do some kind of, like, if there was any kind of study or paper done about capitalism and Thomas the Tank Engine, and I don't think anybody cared to think that, except for my professor. I wonder if he liked Barney, because Barney's all about sharing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Barney's a socialist. Everyone is equal on Barney. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yes, that's, it's, when I was doing this research, he kind of came in my head, and I was thinking, oh, yeah, that's right, my Marxist professor who didn't like Thomas the Tank Engine because it promoted a capitalist society. So, so that's what I got. So, so that's Barney. Or, sorry, that's Thomas the Tank Engine for you. So we're having them go against each other. They're going to fight. They're going to kick each other's butts. They're like, I'm the best childhood icon. Mm-hmm. 
Thomas is going to take that W, my friend. This is hard for me because I love trains. Especially Thomas. I was obsessed. Oh, I was supposed to... Oh, man. You forgot your train whistle, didn't you? I did you? Bring my, forget my train whistle. And I have a conductor hat, too, I was going to bring, but I forgot to bring that. Ooh, that well. would have been very intimidating. It's a good thing we don't have a visual podcast because people would not have been able to. We to could know. have posted a picture. This is true. We, we still could. can do that, actually. Because That's people won't know. Because people won't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. All right. So, so what do we got? What are you thinking? So, I'm just going to just... Top level, Barney has some promising traits. Okay. He is a fearsome Tyrannosaurus Rex. Wait. All right. Explain <laughs> that. I'm calling you okay, out right now. Okay. All right. Now. All right. That's fair. His teeth. What is... All right. Wait, wait. All right. He's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Will you give me that? By, by title. Th- that is correct. Okay. By title. Moving on quickly. <laughs> he has a... He has the ancestry of heroes. And you're probably going to say why, right? Yeah, go on. Well, let me reference Barney and Friends, <laughs> Season 12, Episode 4, entitled Rift to the Rescue, A Wild West Adventure. Okay. So this is stated to be an ancestor of Barney named Riffle. Okay. And is he a Tyrannosaurus Rex? He's another type of dinosaur. Maybe he's a... It's not explained how dinosaurs. his ancestor is a different type of dinosaur. Maybe he's an Indominus Rex, like from Jurassic World. <laughs> Maybe he's a fictional dinosaur made up of splicing DNA from multiple dinosaurs. Maybe. He didn't seem like it. Okay. He seemed just like a normal singing, dancing dinosaur. Did you watch the episode? Yes, I did. Okay. Just wanted to make That's sure. That's another point I wanted to bring up. Okay. Researching Barney is horrible. <laughs> Soul crushing. <laughs> I'm a broken man. <laughs> I watched three episodes of Barney, and that was enough to, like... How long do they run? Like, 20 minutes? Yeah. All right. That's not too bad, but still. I mean... It's bad. It's bad. All right, anyway. In Rift to the Rescue, A Wild West Adventure, Barney tells the children the story of his ancestor, Riffle, who stopped an evil outlaw sheriff... Or, no, I'm sorry. He be- Riffle became the sheriff, and he stopped an evil outlaw in a Wild West town. Okay. So, like, that takes some guts, you know, to Sheriff standing up to an outlaw. Okay, but Do does that does that pass that does that does that pass on to his to his son? Well, I'm just saying it's it's in his genes to be you know to be a. Barney uh, doesn't a wear jeans. He doesn't wear clothes, Chris. He occasionally wears a hat. Okay. Um, let me tell you about the episode because it's not as heroic as I made it sound. I'm gonna give you full reins to talk about it because the fact that you watched it, I feel like gives you the the absolute right. So to talk about uh, it. Riffle loves to sing and dance. He plays the piano. He wanders into a town, immediately asks where their piano is. Like, like all Barney Wild West towns have a piano that anyone can go and play. He's like, hey, where's your piano? And Barney's, Barney is the narrator, and I think he's like just telling the story, but he has a banjo. He plays a banjo. And somehow Ruffle can talk to him as if he was there. So I'm just confused if there was... If Barney's just adding himself into the story... Or if he there was actually a character there who was playing the part of Barney, I'm not sure. But he's anyway. probably he's, it's probably the latter than the former. Yeah. So Riffle meets this banjo playing dinosaur and says, "Where's your piano?" And Barney plays a banjo song, sings about sings about he sings a song about singing songs, and then he then Riffle meets a, a school teacher who looks to be about twelve years old. Like this town has like children's school teachers. Something is wrong with this town. And she says, "Oh no." No one else is allowed to sing because... Who's the bad guy's name? Did I write it down? Bossy Bop. <laughs> Bossy Bop says, no one else is allowed to sing but me. So they're like, oh no, you cannot play the piano. Bossy Bop. Outlaw Bossy Bop will get you. 
is Bossy Bop related to Baby Bop? Is it is it a tyrann- is it a uh, what's it, it called? It is the exact Triceratops? It is the exact same costume as Baby Bob wearing <laughs> Wild West clothes. <laughs> and whenever someone sings, babe, Bossy Bob comes and says, "No, only I can sing." Wow, he sounds like a bossy, very bossy, bossy, very person. in character. I don't know if he made up the bossy part or she. She mm-hmm. seems to refer to herself as Bossy Bob, so she has like maybe that was so a self-title. She embra- so she embraces it definitely. Definitely, like her thing is. The, what, what makes you a good singer is singing the loudest. So if someone else is singing, you can't hear her. Okay. So no one else can sing because she has to sing the loudest, and you can only hear her because she's the best singer. She's not a good singer, actually. When she sings, people, like, cover their ears. How does she take that? She doesn't mind at all. Really? She doesn't even seem to notice. Just knowing her, it seemed like she'd be very angry. She thinks that she's amazing at singing no matter what. So finally, Riffle meets up with Baby Bop. Bossy Pop, sorry. Okay. And Riffle wants to sing a song. And Bossy Bop's like, nope, no singing. And Riffle's like, please? And Bossy Bop's like, fine, we'll have a sing-off at noon. And if you win, you can sing. If I win, no one else can sing. The sing-off is whoever can sing the loudest. Okay. But when Riffle shows up to the sing-off, he's like, you know what, Bossy Bop? Singing the loudest isn't what makes you a great singer. What makes you a great singer is singing with your friends. Oh. So they sing a duet together. Really? Mm-hmm. It's very touching, and it wins over Bossy Bop, and she allows the rest of the town to sing. It sounds like you should have picked Riffle instead of Barney. Well, Riffle way. is Barney's ancestor. Okay. So I feel I mean, like I a lot of those traits, that. like the heroism, the bravery, okay. they're going to pass down. Okay, how's that going to help his battle techniques? Well, when battling a train, uh-huh. sometimes it requires like bravery. Because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to get hit by this train. Right. But I have to get close to this train. Yes. So you need to be brave. Okay, I see that. And he can play banjo. Hey. Maybe, so maybe, just for maybe he, that's just for fun. It's like his battle cry, you know, like in the olden days when they would play music while the the troops marched in. Mm-hmm. Maybe just, that's what Barney can do. Yeah, just like that. Yeah. Um, shall I continue, or do you want to bring up any Thompson Tank Engine things? Uh, I'm just gonna say it seems to me like our fight's gonna be taking place. I feel like on Thomas's home turf in some way. In some way. Be- it's going to be on a track because or else the fight's not going to happen. Is it? It's not going to happen unless there's a track. Okay. Because Thomas needs the track. Okay. Which is, which is fine because that's that's what he needs. But it's fine. He's a train. So that means Barney has to go to Thomas. Yeah. So he's Thomas going... Thomas is not going to be looking for problems. Like he doesn't want to go out of his way to well, kill Barney. To be fair, Barney wouldn't do that either. He's all about sharing and hugging. So what do you think is, was starting this fight? There must have been something. You know what? I got it. I also have an idea. You go okay. first. All right. Thomas's owner. His current owner. So no, 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 no. His the first, first owner, owner who yes. left, who sold who, him for who a sold girl. him for a girl, somehow has a relationship to Barney. Uh, perhaps that is his pet <laughs> from a time whoa, ago. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's not his son. People don't own dinosaurs. Yeah, Jurassic Park, man. Yeah, Barney is, like, sentient. You can't own him. That'd be, like, slavery. Barney is his own person. Well, I guess you could argue that Thomas the Tank Engine is in slavery right now. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Wow. He has, a, sen- he has a sentient being. All right, sorry. Keep going. That's okay. So I, I feel like something had had to go on, maybe, perhaps, with Thomas's uh, owner, original owner, Bob, the, the, the driver, and perhaps... Thomas has just kind of had enough now, or maybe something provoked Barney to come come after Thomas. What do you think? All right, here's what I think. Oh. 
the TV personas of Barney and Thomas. Very friendly, very caring. The off-the-screen persona, cutthroat TV marketers. Like, Uh, they're fighting over a shared um, audience. Okay, I I hear you. Which is young children. That's right. Do you watch Tom Stank? Do you watch Barney? I don't know. If they, do they, are they on the same network? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'll look it up real quick. Let's, they might have been competing time slots, and Barney's like, I'm not going to stand for this. Right. I'm going to go tell Thomas, stand down, Mr. Tank Engine. So Barney's trying to... It's kinda, it kind of reminds us of our, uh, our, our serial fight, where... Um, Remember Tom, Captain um, Crunch and Lucky, where they were trying to like fight over the um, <laughs> the, the inhabitants, the, the hearts and minds of the children. <laughs> All right, so Barney was on PBS. Oh yeah, duh, that makes sense. Um, I think he's going to be on a new network now. His new his reboot is on like Sprout or something. Have you ever heard of Sprout? Yeah, I have heard of Sprout. Um, so, so PBS, yeah, it doesn't say. Oh, wait, no. You're, uh, no, reruns air on Sprout. A revival of the series is set for 2017 launch. That's all it says. Okay. So that was on PBS. Thomas the Tank Engine. Let's see. I'm going to take a guess. I'm going to say CBS or something like that, maybe. I mean, I could see PBS also. So, uh, Thomas and Friends. Okay. Come on. Come on. It is on. Where is it? Want me to do a drum roll? Sure. All right, we got a lot. This is gonna be really uneventful. <laughs> so ITV, which is Channel Five in the UK, from 2004 to present, it was on Cartoon Network in the UK. It was on Nick Jr. from 2000 to 2015. Uh, it was also on PBS Kids from All 2004 right, so to there present. There it is. There's the competition. Fox Family from 99 to 2000. PBS Kids Sprout from 2005 to 2013. Another and competition. And Sprout from 2013 to 2015. All so right. There it is. So they're so fighting they're, over that Sprout cash. That's how it is. That's sprout viewers. I like it. So, so I basically told you how he has a brave and heroic heritage. Yes. And I, he, he, in some ways, has the heart of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Even if you want to say, all right, he has, his teeth are weird because they're a one uniform piece of shiny white plastic. I don't know what his teeth are. I don't Is that going to be his weapon? What's his weapon? No, no. I'm getting to that. Okay. Um, but he is, at least has the soul of a T-Rex, a, you know, a killer beast. Okay. We've seen if Jurassic you, If you're Park. interpreting it, you're interpreting. I like, am taking some liberties. Agreed. Okay. That's fine. All that's right. Fine. So we've got that. Yes. All right. Barney also has superior technology. Go oh, on. Oh, hey. I see your face. You look You look uh, perplexed. Here's why. <laughs> Let me reference Barney's, Barney and Friends Season 12, Episode 2, The Misbegotten Moon, A Space Adventure. Oh, okay. Barney travels to the moon in a spaceship. Okay. So he has the technology to create a spaceship that can tr- transport him and children to the moon. So he can teach them about the moon. Okay. I believe the kids were curious about the man in the moon. Okay. So they went to visit the man in the moon. Okay. I didn't watch that whole episode. So he has access to space technology. Yep. Okay. How's that going to help him in this fight? Well, he might have other technology that would help him. Like maybe taking some liberties here, but okay. Well, if you can invent a spaceship, you might also be able to invent something that could say, like, you know... Match speed with a train, okay, or you know, Perhaps. catch up to a train. I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't be so quick to judge. I mean, I, I could probably defeat you by just putting a rock on your train track, but we haven't even gotten there yet. Okay, that's fine. because my third point for Barney is intricate knowledge of trains. Okay, 
Here's why. Go ahead. Two Barney episodes are going to support my point. <laughs> season, season three, episode 16, Barney and Friends, Who's Who on the Choo Choo. <laughs> and season seven, episode one, All Aboard. Both about trains. Both show Barney teaching kids about trains. What kind of trains? Uh, gen- it's pretty generic, to be honest. He mostly tells them about the jobs on a train. Okay, so the jobs on a train. Like the conductor okay. and the engineer. Okay. Which entails that Barney has intricate knowledge of what those jobs entail. Okay, I can see that argument. But just because he knows what those jobs do doesn't mean he knows how those people do their jobs. Well, he actually does. If you know what they do, but that like, he researched them. But that doesn't mean Barney could step in and just do their Look, jobs. He can do it well enough like to, I, I know what the president does, but I could not step in and just do what the president does. Well, two points to that: we probably don't fully know what the president does because, like, day to day, like, could be very different than what you see on TV. I mean, this is true, but like to an extent, you have a basic idea. Same thing: you could say you have a basic idea of how a conductor does his job, but if you were to go in and be look, a conductor, if I'm going to teach children about these jobs. I'm going to do some research. I'm going to watch YouTube videos. I'm going to read books. Yeah, but you're I'm going to know how to operate a train. Like, to the T. But you're not, though, because you're not really teaching those kids because those kids don't really need to know how to operate a train. They just need to know the basic understanding. They did because they, Baby Bop and BJ both wanted to be the engineer Uh because that job sounded cooler to them. So Barney said, no, no, you guys have to take turns. So they wanted to know, like, the specifics of train engineering. Was it a steam engine? Yes. Are you positive? Yes, because throughout the episode they kept hearing the whistle of a train. Okay. And they would run outside to see the train, and they would miss it. Yeah, but trains can have whistles and horns and not be steam engines. That is true. Yes. But I don't think it was, like, a bullet train or some other modern train. Well, why not? Because Barney's very modern, so he would probably most likely be teaching the Barney kids about modern technology. Barney is not modern. Did, I, did you hear about the episode The Wild West Adventure? Yeah, but that was a flashback with his grandparent, or his, his father. His ancestor. His ancestor. It doesn't actually say how far back it yeah. went. But that, that, that's specifically a flashback. Yes, If Barney's teaching kids about today's technology, he would be teaching them about today's technology, well, not, still, not steam engines. There's yeah, other types of trains today. Right, but I'm trying. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is that Barney or Thomas the Tank Engine is a steam engine. So if he's not, he does not have a, a strong knowledge of steam engines if he's telling kids about more of the trains today because today's trains Look, really aren't steam engines. Barney knows what all the levers and buttons do inside Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm just going to leave it at that. You can argue with me, but we'll have to leave it up to the voters to decide. Okay. Barney can work a train. Can he even fit inside the train? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How come you laughed after you said that? Because I have no factual basis to back that up. <laughs> I, I actually... I mean, trains are pretty big. Are you saying Thomas is the size of his actual train that he's based on? Like, is he a full-size train? Uh, uh, or is well, he some well, cartoon version of it? Let me ask you. Let me answer your question with another question. Is Barney the size of an actual Tyrannosaurus Rex? He is the... He has the weight and <laughs> mass <laughs> and relative strength of an actual T-Rex. But according to the, to the show, he's approximately... Five and a half feet tall, six feet tall. Okay, so fine. Then Thomas the Tank Engine probably has the equivalent mass and strength <laughs> of an actual tank engine, but he is not the exact size as the television show. Okay, so there. So I could fit inside. I'll give you that. Argument. No problem. I mean, 
Barney is basically like fat person sized. If if Barney wants to be that person who wants to get inside other people, go right ahead, Chris. If a if train, are you saying Thomas is a person? I, no, 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 no. I'm saying if Barney wants to be that Barney wants to be that person that goes inside other people. Go ahead, Barney. What are you trying to say? I'm just I'm just saying what you just said. I'm You're not saying, saying he goes inside people. I'm saying he can fit inside a train. Yeah, but who is a person? Who's an anthropomorphic train? He's not anthropomorphic. Thomas? He just has a face. He can that's talk. The, that's the he limit. Can, he can communicate. Okay, okay. A face is the limit. He doesn't have, like, you know, arms and legs and, like... His his wheels are his, like, legs. Right, like, metaphorically. No, but they like, don't actually. They're not actual legs. They are no, wheels. No, but that's like yeah, but that's like the movie Cars. Like their their wheels are their legs. They're anthropomorphic cars. They could speak, they have eyelids. Could they people can... go inside the cars in Cars? Uh, no one ever did. But people could go inside Barney because people go. No, inside... but they're not. They're not going physically inside Thomas. They're just going like where like the open conductors. Yeah, area that's, is. that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, what what did you think I meant? Like he'd crawl in your mouth or something? <laughs> I don't know. Barney's a weirdo, man. Barney's, Barney's a weirdo. not a weirdo. Yeah, he is. The actor who played Barney, <laughs> I'll get to that later, but Barney the Dinosaur is nothing but an upstanding gentleman who would not crawl in the mouth of Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> I don't know. He might. <laughs> I can't argue with, I don't know, he might, but I'm just telling you, from what I know about Barney, he'd, he'd, he'd play this on the up and up. But the actor who played Barney would. Ugh, we'll get to that. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so Thomas the Tank Engine, he's a war hero. He he he. What he was he he was like a he lost. Was a t- he was a tank engine during World War One. He was doing some kind of he a mission. Existed during he, World War One. No, he had to do some. He was doing some kind of a mission. R- was we, he? We don't know what it was though because we he got don't lost. know because exactly. you made that up because he got lost. No, that's the fact. There's the a fact that Thomas the tank during, engine during, was on a mission during World War One. Him and his driver were doing something. Okay, agreed. <laughs> agreed. And 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 they got lost. And I mean it. The tanker train, because he's a tank engine, and the right. tank engines were filled Thomas with... Thomas the tank engine. Exactly. And they were filled with water, and they were also filled with uh, fuel as well. So he could be driving that fuel to some kind of machines for the... What are you laughing? Because what, for you tanks, just, for airplanes... When you preface something by saying he could be doing this... So he's a... He war- could be doing are you, anything. Are, are you insulting veterans right now, Chris? Go ahead. I dare you. Insult veterans. I, I have Go nothing ahead. but respect for veterans. Thank you. That's right. Like Thomas the Tank Engine. I, I appreciate have, that. I am not convinced that Thomas the Tank Engine is a veteran. Oh, okay. I'm so, convinced that he existed during World War One. So you're questioning his veteran status? Yes. Oh, all right, Chris. That's very respectable. That's very respectable. Um, Barney can travel about 40, 50 miles per hour. I saw that, too. That okay. is true. So for, he, for reference, a T-Rex tops out about 18 miles per hour. So you're quite, you're a bit faster. I am a bit faster. You're, I don't know about your acceleration. I would imagine tank engines accelerate slowly, though. There's a robot chicken episode that we were talking about. And um, where Tom, where Thomas the Tank Engine gets hijacked. I'll put that link in our show notes. And um, That's good, because that is crucial to my strategy. Okay. And uh, the driver has, or like the top of him hat has like Percy go save him. And he's like, go! And... He gets ready to start going, and it takes him a long time to get going. So, yeah, tank engines do take a while to get going. But, um, so, all that fuel that Thomas has, you know, if he wanted to, he can kind of spill it a little bit. Get all over Barney's felt suit. You know, if you want to call it that. Purple skin. Green and purple skin. Right? What uh, what do trains cause as they're going down the track sometimes? Sparks. What's that going to do to Barney when he's all covered up in oil and fuel? He's going to ignite. Barney's going to burn, Chris. He's going to... Burn. Well, that may pose a problem for Barney. That's right. If he only followed you on your train tracks. Yeah, but if we're doing this fight and he's coming towards 
Oh, Thomas, you know he's what? gonna have to come to his home yeah. turf. What if I approach you from the front or sides? There's not gonna be gasoline spilling. You can't spill it that direction. You can only spill it directly he, behind you. He, he, he reverses real quick. <laughs> he reverses real quick. It spills a little bit. I think we established his slow acceleration. He, he reverses. It spills. Okay. It gets, still gets some sparks going to, to, to cause some problems. It sounds like here. Barney just lit himself on fire, then. I mean, sorry. yeah, that's right. Yeah, Thomas, Barney, Thomas, Thomas lit Barney. himself on fire. No, because Thomas, and once Thomas starts going 40, 50 miles an hour, that fire is going to go out quickly. He's got no problem. All right. I, I cannot debate the fact that Barney, that Thomas could lead a trail of burning fire on his tracks. But I will not be approaching you from behind. Okay. How are you going to approach Thomas? Well, I'm either going to go for a sidetrack if it exists. Okay. Or I'm going to maybe helicopter myself in, drop mm-hmm. on you. Okay. How are you going to do a helicopter? I could ride that helicopter from Thomas the Tank Engine. No, he's not going to help you. Why not? All right. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go this this this. <laughs> oh, way. Oh, no. So... Barney is like the most hated television show like of all time. Barney like has millions of followers. Yeah, they're they're mostly children who are uneducated and stupid. They are being educated by Barney in a bad way. In a bad way. Debatable. All right, so I'm bringing this up right now. All right, Barney is the devil, and there is proof that Barney is the devil. Okay, there's proof. Yes. Let's so, hear the proof. All right, so Barney is usually described and well described as quote unquote a cute purple dinosaur. Okay, cute purple dinosaur. Cute's okay. debatable, but he is a purple dinosaur. Okay. If you took out the, um, I'm trying to see how you can what you do. Oh, so what you do is in the letters, okay, in the in the letters like cute purple dinosaur. If you replace the U with a V, okay, all right, because in the Roman in the Latin alphabet they used V to represent the letter U, okay. You can use the phrase to read only the Roman numerals. So, for example, like C in the word cute, okay? Okay. Um, L in the word purple. The the letter U is actually the word V in the word purple, and so on and so forth. And if you only have the Roman numerals left and you add them up, they add up to 666, which is the devil's number. What are you looking for? Calculator? A pen. Oh, okay. I just um, wanted to double check you, but I'm sure you're right. I mean, why would I you? I mean, lie? if you want to check, we got 150 or 105, 550, 501, and 5, and they add up and equal 666. Okay? Not only does it do it once, if you do lovable purple dinosaur <laughs> and you do the same thing, LV, 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 IV. And you change the U's to V's? Correct. Because in the Latin alphabet, the letter V could be the letter U, you get 666. So Barney is the devil. I have two examples to prove it. Okay? So knowing that Thomas is fighting the personification of evil, the devil, the antichrist, if you will, none of Thomas's friends are going to help you. You mean Barney's friends? No, Thomas's friends. Because you said that Barney's going to be flying in on the helicopter oh, on the oh, yeah, tank yeah. engine. So say, for example, Barney walked up to the helicopter. Well, the helicopter's evil, by the way. So How so? If you change all of its letters to Roman numerals and add them up, it adds up to 666. Does it really? Go ahead. Do it for me. What's his name? Well, uh, his name is... Um, his name is... Let me just check it. It's um, 
LVLV IDIV. <laughs> oh, okay. the helicopter. So that adds up to six six six. Oh, okay, I got you. No, wrong, Chris. <laughs> if Barney goes after that helicopter and he says, "Hey, uh, can you help me out? Because I want to go fight Thomas," he's not going to say like, "Oh yeah, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a mercenary. I'm just in this for the money." No, he's going to be like, uh, "I heard you're the devil. I just got a radio transmission from my friend Thomas here." No, I'm not going to help you. I'm actually going to let Thomas know that you're here trying to get help, and all of our friends, Percy, your Gordons. Um, the other guys, uh, I don't know, Sir Topham Hat, James, James, thank you. They're all going to get on this, and they're going to try to beat the crap out of Barney to stop him. He is the devil. He is the evil in human form. All right, I, I'm not conceding that Barney is the devil. Okay. But just saying he was, and that happened. Barney still has a loyal following of millions of children. So does Thomas. Right. Thomas so, was ranked number one on Watch Mojo's top ten sentient vehicles of all time. All time. That that seems meaningless to me. What? How, how many sentient vehicles are there? Thomas, who were the nine that Thomas, beat him? Oh, wait, he was number one. Thomas was number one. So I'm saying who was number two? I have no idea. <laughs> I'll see if I, I the brave right. little toaster. See if you if you want to look up who was in a vehicle. If you want to do some arguments, I'll see if I can find it out. All right. So so here's the thing. Okay. We both have followers of children. Uh, Barney, Barney's children are gonna probably try to help him. Okay. So if your train's brainwashed, playing, if you, whatever for whatever reason, <laughs> they may be brainwashed. They may love Barney. They may be being paid by the creators of Barney and Friends. I don't know. They're for whatever reason they're gonna help Barney. And if your trains are really on the side of good, they're not gonna run over children. Like children are all on their tracks. They they have to stop. They can't do anything. They got children in the way. They can't run over kids. Okay. So they're going to negate the the help of Barney's trains, his his friend. I'm sorry, Thomas's friends, Thomas's trains, because you can't run them over. And that was going to be my backup plan if Barney to, for Barney to get on Thomas, to get inside of him, as you say, even though to get in his cab, he's going to use the children to block his path. And Thomas, being a good train, a nice train who doesn't murder children, will have to stop. And we'll have to stop leaking gasoline and lighting it on fire. I agree. Thomas will not. Thomas will not kill children because he does not agree with those tactics. Good. That's good. That's because Barney. Agree with this. Barney is using human shields. In he, it ends up being human shields. Okay. But like not. He he. His intention is not to sacrifice them. You know. The, the children are helping. The children are just helping him. They turn out to help in the way of human shields. He didn't be like, hey, children, I need you to sacrifice your life and to help me. He's just like. They just come to help him. You know who else uses human shields? Uh, no. Isis. It yeah, seems unrelated. No, it's not unrelated. It just shows how evil Barney the Dinosaur is. You're, you're using human shields in order for to Barney... I thought he was a care, caring, smart dinosaur. And he's using human shields. Maybe he is. But you said he was. I guess he is. Yeah, that's uh, Chris. I can't believe uh, well, Barney would stoop so low. Well, he's still going to beat Thomas. I don't think so. Are, is Thomas using human shields? No, Thomas doesn't need to use human shields. Well, if that happened, Thomas would literally, he would just back away. He would say, I'm going to wait this out because I'm not going to fight while there are children present. Oh, anyway. no, there's children behind you on the track, too. 
Then Tom, then Thomas can just just sit there and wait. Exactly. He can and sit then there and, and wait. Then, and then what's going to happen? Barney's going to going to hop up in Thomas's cab. Okay. He's going to use his, his detailed knowledge of trains to take you apart from the inside. He's going to he's he going to turn off he your power. He's he, going to he's going to disconnect your fuel supply. He's going to mess with your electrical wires. He's going to snip snip some cables. He's going to turn off things. So you're you're dead. So if Barney if Barney does get inside Thomas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What we have to understand here is that Thomas's number one goal is to destroy Barney. Okay. Not to survive, but to destroy Barney. Okay. Just like Barney's number one goal is to destroy Thomas. Thomas would light himself on fire with his fuel, with the sparks. He would light himself on fire, killing both himself and Barney, and Thomas would go down in history as a hero. Um, He'd probably be considered... Maybe. He would probably be considered a god. Because but, he ended the devil's reign... Somebody who used children's shields for his benefit. This is going to cause. This is going to throw a wrench in your plan. Barney has had multiple episodes about firemen, so all of his children's zealot soldiers are trained. <laughs> yeah, we're just. I'm just. That's what they are. <laughs> that's what they are now. They are trained in firefighting. Okay. So if Barney catches on fire, they're going to know exactly what to do. They're going to be like, stop, drop, and roll. Get some water. Dump water on him. Some sand. Some dirt. Roll around. Like. He has like a thousand firemen ready to go because he has he has taught them. But this fight really doesn't seem like it's Barney versus Thomas. It seems like it's Barney and friends versus Thomas. Well, that's Tom, only Tom. because Thomas and friends have been disabled by the fact that they have to run on tracks and the children block their path. If are, if your trains would be willing to run over children, it could you could have much more backup. I'm not stooping. I'm not stooping your level. I mean, other trains can come in, but they also don't even have just trains. They also have tractors that they've had in episodes. They have helicopters, like you've said. They can come in. They can put out the fire on Thomas if need be. That is true. They could use a fire hose on Barney. Well, wait. Putting out the fire. Thomas lit himself on fire. Yeah. So like they yeah, could but put I'm saying out. I'm saying if something happened and Thomas lit himself on fire that Barney was on, Barney jumped off real quick to try and the, to and the kid fireman helped and the kid him. fireman helped him out. Then Barney's um, Barney's not going to be able to stop drop. I mean Thomas isn't going to be able to stop drop and roll. Right. But the fire helicopter could come in and put Thomas out that to help true. him out. And then that is true. with that fire hose, which fire hoses have a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. they could just use that to just beat the crap out of Barney. I don't think you're beating the crap out of uh, a T Rex that weighs nine tons. Barney weighs nine tons. A T Rex weighs nine tons. Okay. A T-Rex can also run 18 miles an hour. Right. And they're also how tall? Uh, a T-Rex? I don't know. I didn't write a lot that down. Ta- a lot taller, taller than Barney. Yeah, probably. So is he really a T-Rex then? It says on Wikipedia that he's a Tyrannosaurus Rex, so... I mean, by default. By definition. I mean, show me a Tyrannosaurus Rex that's purple to green spots. Have you ever seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex? Yes. You have? Yeah. You've seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex? I have. When did you see a Tyrannosaurus Rex? In Jurassic because- Park. You saw a fictional representation of a Tyrannosaurus Rex. There have been scientists who said, like, if you ever want to see what a dinosaur looks like, watch Jurassic Park. There have also been scientists who said, aliens uh, went inside my brain and, like, TiVo'd every episode of I Love Lucy. Those are crazy people. It doesn't mean that it's true. So you're saying we shouldn't believe scientists then? No, no, we shouldn't. Uh, that's what you're saying. I'm like... just saying that just because a lot of scientists agree that Jurassic Park made a fairly accurate representation of dinosaurs, it doesn't mean they know for sure what a T-Rex looked like. And you and I have never seen a T-Rex because they existed over 50 million years ago. And I've seen their bones. Their bones are pretty exactly. big. Exactly. Their we, bones are, we've, we've their bones their are bones, very big. And they're very big. They're very big. But Barney's not that big, as though. As far as I know, we've never seen a T-Rex skeleton with skin, so we're not sure what color it is. Okay. And maybe Barney's just a special dinosaur with purple skin. Either way. And, and with fur. Maybe. Felt. 
Maybe. Maybe. I don't think we can debate that right now. And, um, I mean, can you argue that all of his friends are accurate portrayals of dinosaurs as well? I, Baby can, Bob I walks, can argue it. Baby Bob walks on uh, hind legs as a triceratops. They all do. That's true. That yeah. is true. And uh, what was the other one? BJ. BJ, what was he? I have no idea. No? I'm going to look it up. Okay. Maybe, uh, what was Baby Bob? She was a triceratops. Mm, I thought that's what BJ was. Um, maybe he's also a triceratops, BJ. But he doesn't have that, like, kind of, like, fan thing fan behind thing his head. Yeah, a triceratops. So I'm not sure what he is. And Riffle was even a different dinosaur. Oh, uh, that's him, right? That's BJ, yeah. He oh. kind of looks like a triceratops. He does look like a triceratops. Let me look up Baby Bob. Because now I'm curious. All right, while you're doing that, I'm going to just say some stuff I found out about Thomas, but I didn't bring it up because it actually didn't help my points. Okay. So Thomas is based off of a LB and SCR, which stands for London, Brighton, and South Coast Railway E2 class train. Locomotive. Yes. Correct. Which is a pretty cool-looking train, like, as someone who likes trains, like... It looks like... Like, Thomas looks like that train. Yeah. Like, yeah. they did a good job. Yeah. And um, that was um, designed for short-distance freight trains. Uh, top speed of 40, 50 miles, like you said, weighing 52 long tons. And then I had to look up what a long ton was mm -hmm. because they're not a standard American unit of weight. And it's like uh, 2,240 pounds compared to the the short ton or what, like, the American ton, you might say, of 2,000 pounds. So Thomas weighed about uh, 118,000 pounds. So he was quite... He's he very a, heavy. He was a heavy train. Yeah, he was. And, and like I said, T-Rex, nine tons. And I was like, oh, well, in Jurassic Park, a T-Rex flipped over that car. Yeah. Remember that? So I was like, oh, that car must have been heavy. It was, uh, it was a 1992 Ford Explorer XLT, which topped out around 4,000 pounds. So not even comparable. No, not at all. So I was going to be like, well, a T-Rex can knock over a car. Then it maybe, flip over Barney or but Thomas. it's not comparable at all. Yeah. Like, what's that, like 4,000 pounds compared to 118,000 pounds? It's like... That's a, that's a huge difference. That's, that's like... An order of magnitude, yeah. So, right, we're not flipping you over. That's right. He's staying strong, and if you guys try hijacking him, he is going to self-destruct. <laughs> that's an interesting defense to hijacking, to self-destruct. I mean, that's what I said. Like at the end of the day, Thomas's goal is to destroy Barney. So and we, if that means sacrificing himself for the greater good. He will do it. So we have to put an option in our in our poll for both of them destroy each other. Okay, because yeah. your argument is that. In the event of a loss, you will just sacrifice yourself to destroy Barney. Correct. And I'm saying Barney can get off and use his children fireman to help him. I think that's a fair argument. Okay. To say whether. Uh, so you it. haven't even talked about like how Barney would beat. I mean, how Thomas would beat Barney. Like, what's your plan? Well, I mentioned ideal situation. I mentioned uh, coating the, the the area in fuel, going up and down, perhaps okay. beforehand to a get firewall, a, a firewall, if you will. If something happens where Barney gets onto the track, he's trying to cross it perhaps, and his suit gets snagged on a rail, and he's stuck there, Thomas is just going to ram, uh, ram into him going 40, 50 miles an hour, no problem, run over him. Um, like I said, yeah, Barney we, Barney has to come to Thomas. That's, agreed. That, that's what happens on this fight. Agreed. So, I mean, Barney, you can say, has a, has a rough uh, time here because he's... Going to now, he doesn't have home field advantage, but at the same time, with Thomas' tank engine, he's just on a straight line. He can only go one direction or two directions, really forward or back. He's not going to be able to turn, go side or anything like that if an attack does come from the side. But Bar uh, Thomas is not going to be using any uh, humans, uh, especially specifically children shields, uh, in his argument. So, just 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 saying that. 
Barney does not set out to use children as human shields, by the way. Like, but he's he's open to it. It happens. That happens just by natural occurrences because children love Barney and are willing to help him. But he doesn't tell them to sacrifice their lives for him. True. Okay, that's just... I just yeah, want to point that out he has, there. he has his followers. So I was able to find out some of the other top... Um, oh, sentient... Sentient... Uh, vehicles. Vehicles from, like, television. Oh, thank you. And, uh... Ooh, I zoomed in by... I'm trying to think. Is Speed Racer in there? I used to love Speed uh, Racer. I think he is. Or, well... Speed... What was the car's name? I forget the car's name. Uh, it had, like, a... It had, like, a name, I think, like... The Mach 5. Was it the Mach 5? I forget, to be completely honest oh, okay. with you. So, number two is Herbie from Herbie Fully okay. Loaded. All right. Wait, from Herbie? Was that the Lindsay Lohan Herbie? Well, I, there was also another Herbie before okay, that. Good, yeah. Good. But just Herbie the car in general. Uh, Lightning McQueen. I, I brought, I brought very, him Very popular. Brought him up. Did cool you see, they just had the trailer for Cars 3? No, I didn't I saw, see that. It was just a teaser. Actually, it was really dark, which is kind of weird. <laughs> like, it shows him just getting annihilated in, like, a car accident. Oh, no. Yeah, so I think he's going to have to, like, kind of train up and, like, get back in the game kind of thing. Kind of like Doctor Strange, but if Doctor Strange was about his car. I didn't see Doctor Strange, but I know he gets into a car accident. Yeah, I see. His car got destroyed. Yeah. But then it was about the driver. And he couldn't use his hands anymore. Right. Um, Kit from Knight Rider. I used to watch that show all the time. Uh, Who else? um, What was that guy's name? Um, Is it... What's his name? Is that David Hasselhoff? Yeah, David Hasselhoff, yeah. Man, that was so good. Um, the Magic School Bus. Good one. Another good sentient one. Uh, vehicle. What else we got? Uh, I don't know this one. I really can't tell. It's a red car. It's some kind of a red car. I'm not sure what it's from exactly. We're just skimming through the video yeah. here just to save time. I don't know. Um, oh, the car from oh, Roger from, Rabbit. Yep, the taxi from Roger Rabbit. Yep. And I think there's another one. Oh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yep. And I th- what else? They're still on. Oh, the, the, the tractors from Bob the Builder. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of Bob the Builder when I was younger. And then, oh, and then Inspector Gadget's car. From okay. His, from Inspector Gadget. So no Speed Racer car. The, ga- the Go-Go Gadget mobile. Speed Racer, he might have been an honorable mention. There was a bunch of honorable mentions here. Um, something from South Park. Oh, the tugboat from the Russell Crowe episode. The tugboat. Uh, I'm just going to play this. What is this? Uh, I don't know. What was that? Dusty know. Crop Hopper from Planes. I never saw never Planes. Never saw Planes. I just know it's like a ripoff of Cars. It's not a ripoff. I mean, it was made by the same people. No, it was not Pixar. It wasn't. It was not Pixar. Oh, it was a total ripoff. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Disney owns like their rights, so they were able to make like a spinoff, but it was not Pixar. Oh, okay. yeah, it was not Pixar. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> and Thomas number one, maybe number one. Congrats, thanks, thanks. Congrats. Anything else you want to add before we uh, head off? I I alluded to it earlier. I wanted to tell you a little oh, bit about yeah, the yeah. first Barney suit actor, not the voice actor that a separate voice actor, but David Joyner was in the Barney suit from 1992 to 2000, and he is an interesting man. Like I th- I feel like the fame of Barney went to his head, and I think that's interesting to say because you don't anticipate like the suit actor for a children's cartoon or children's show to be famous, right, or even recognizable in any way. But he thought he was. So this is an interview. Uh, this is on BuzzFeed, and uh, I think it looks like he was interviewed, and they like kind of hit the key points why he like about him. Right. So first, David believes that he was the perfect for the Barney role because from an early age he used to have an obsession with miming and mimicking people. So he would watch TV, like he'd watch the news or like a television show, and he would pretend to be the person in the show and like mime them talking. So kind of like would help a you know a person in a suit act. So anyway, 
Um, before becoming Barney, he worked. He actually works at Texas, Texas Instruments in Dallas. They, you know, they make the calculators. Yeah, yeah. So he worked very different job, but right. he wanted to get into acting. So he's like, I'll take, I'll give it a shot. So um, one of his first jobs in acting was as a mannequin, and uh, that's we, kind of he interesting. would probably do really well for the mannequin challenge nowadays. That's right. The mannequin challenge is currently a popular thing to do on like Snapchat or whatever yeah. or YouTube. And he started out as a mannequin. He wow. Would, he would like wear different clothes and stand in shop windows and be a mannequin. Huh. So he even said, like, um, he would do different poses. And when he started out, he made five or six bucks an hour. But after a year, he was able to charge a hundred bucks an hour. Oh, my God. And he'd say, what I'd do is I'd stand there for hours, and each hour I would change clothes. So it was a little fashion show. So you could be a paid mannequin. Uh, he found out a way to he do it. He found out a way to do it. I don't know if that would work today, because generally a mannequin can be done by, like, you know... A plastic mannequin. Right. I don't know why you'd pay someone $100 an hour to do it. Right. Maybe he was really good. Maybe he brought in the business. Maybe he did... I don't know. But that's 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 him. Does he have any bad memories with Barney? Or No, he... <laughs> that was a perfect setup for my next thing. Oh, is it really? He has... He, I, I guess what he considers to be good memories with Barney, uh-huh. I would say are like slightly creepy memories. <laughs> so um, he believes he had a medical metaphysical connection to Barney prior to his addition. Audition, and here's why. And this is a quote from the actor. <laughs> I kept watching these early Barney videos, and I would fall asleep. So you read that, and you're like, well, falling asleep watching Barney doesn't exactly seem like it's like you it's know, great. helping your case. Right. But here's what happened. I couldn't understand why. I have these cl- very clairvoyant dreams at times when I'm really trying to figure something out or solve a problem. So I have this dream, and in the dream that night, Barney passes out. And I run over to Barney and give him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. (laughs) Of course, I wake up the next morning realizing the dream going, what was all that about? So as I'm driving to the audition, I stop and see this billboard. Southwest Airlines, breathe life into your vacation. (laughs) Not really thinking about anything. Drive on, get to the audition. I park my car in the parking lot. I look up, same type of billboard. As I'm walking into the building, it dawns on me. Breathe life. I had to breathe life into Barney. <laughs> That's why I couldn't finish watching the video. Because to me, Barney was really boring. And I didn't have a lot of life. <laughs> oh my god. It gets slightly better. Alright. So he, he says that being Barney is intense. The role of Barney first went to another actor. A young woman who couldn't handle it. These are his words. Oh, okay. The young lady didn't work out. They did a live appearance. And she needed to take a break or something. I'm not sure what the whole story was. But apparently she was bombarded by kids... Couldn't take her break at the time. Just really needed to get out of the costume and couldn't do it. So after the first event, they never heard from her again. Wow. She was weak. Do we don't know her name? No. No. I don't want to disparage her. He probably her. killed her. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because this guy sounds kind of creepy. Yeah. So going moving forward, they ask him, so what the Barney suit was heavy and required physical stamina to operate. And he says, the costume is really heavy. It's about 70 pounds. You can get over 120 degrees inside. You have to be very comfortable with yourself and your sweat because you're going to be sweating profusely. You cannot be claustrophobic at all. The only place you can see through is the mouth. And when the mouth is closed, you see nothing. Your peripheral vision is basically where the mouth opens. So you've got this huge costume that's six foot seven. I said six foot earlier. So it's six foot seven. Oh, yeah. You're looking out of the mouth. You've only got these short arms to deal with. And you've got a long tail behind you and these big feet that you're wearing. So it's a difficult costume. Right. That reminds me, this isn't in this interview, but um, there is a rumor that at one point Barney um, hid cocaine in his tail and tried to give it to children. That is false, that according is false. according to Snopes. It's a good thing I didn't I didn't find that article, 
because I probably would have used it as part of the Barney is the Devil argument. Well, that's a fact. <laughs> just, just, just putting that out there. The numbers speak for themselves. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no cocaine in his tail. Okay, so here, the Barney actor goes on to say that women love Barney. And as a single attractive man who plays Barney, it was great for him. So he says, back then when I was single and I was dating, yeah, I was pretty well known in the Dallas area. <laughs> if I ever mentioned that I played Barney, women would be like, oh, wow, oh, okay. You'd be surprised how well that works. Not that I would use it as a pickup line. I don't know. I think it's something that has to do with women and that nurturing instinct that they have. That when you date a guy or you're with a guy that has love for children... And not only that, but now you're with a guy who has love for millions of children <laughs> that is traveling around and that's only expressing, I love you, you love me, dot, dot, dot. Now, when he said the women would say, like, ooh, yeah, like, oh, okay, I think it was more like, oh, uh, okay, like, yeah, that that's I, nice. I agree with you, but yeah. I, I read it as he would have said it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he probably took it that way, mm-hmm. but what the women were really trying to... I would not be surprised. That's like the ep- there's an episode of The Office where Michael is creating a, a dating account for himself, and his username is Little Kid Lover. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because he wants people to know where his priorities are. So it sounds like uh, that guy would do the same thing because he wanted people to know how much he loved children for for his profession, which as Barney mm-hmm. is whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. So that's that's all the funny stuff. He goes on to talk about how he he believes he's made a. A widespread cultural impact playing Barney. Oh, I'm sure he, he has, has a lot of fans now. Current people who grew up with Barney are now in their 20s, so he says he gets a lot. He gets a lot of comments from people on Facebook. He also says he can deal with the Barney haters because, like, it, it was kind of popular once you got older to be like, "Well, Barney's not cool anymore. I hate Barney." You know, right. To kind of show you were older, and he said, "You know, I can deal with that. I understand why kids are like that." And he says, "But we were spreading a powerful message." And then, um, currently or more recently. He's played another costume character called Hip Hop Harry, who is a hip hop rapping breakdancing teddy bear, who is uh, pretty funny to watch. That, and that show I think was still on. I also? think so. I didn't check, but it's fairly recent. So I, I wonder if it's guess. on Sprout also. <laughs> it's a big competition between Tom Barney and Hip Hop Harry. A lot of argument. A lot of Sprout, uh, you know, conflict. That, that's there. it. Yeah. Awesome, cool. Well, I'm going to put a link to that Barney BuzzFeed article in our show notes. That way people can uh, access it. It was pretty interesting. I mostly read all of it, but there was a couple things I didn't read. Awesome, cool. And there were pictures. Uh, Of him? Of that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for some reason when I saw that picture, he just looked familiar to me. I don't know why. Maybe I've actually read that article before and I just forget. I don't know, but his face looked really, really familiar. So, awesome. Anything else you want to add before we uh, close off Barney versus Thomas the Tank Engine? No, I think I went through all my stuff. I don't have anything else. Me neither. Me neither. Um, all right. Well, Chris, thanks so much for uh, for being on this uh, very different episode. You're welcome, Steve. It was uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Wait, can I tease? Speaking of a very different episode, yeah, uh, a little teaser. I think our next episode after this is also going to be very different. That one's going to be a, a, a little bit oh, okay. in December. You can still tease it, but it's not going to be until a little bit in December. All right. So, you know, hold up. Be patient. Yeah. We have another different episode. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's, not, it's cool. I think it it's is, gonna yeah. Be, I think Chris, it's going to be a good Chris one. came up with this episode that we're going to do. It's going to come out in about mid-December, probably right around Christmas time. Uh, it's a really, really, really cool idea, so we hope that you all enjoy it. A uh, big thank you again to our uh, one of our biggest fans, Hugh Harley. Thanks, Hugh. Friend of the show. That's right, for coming up with uh, this argument. So, uh, as you can see, we do do fights 
that are suggested from you, the listener. Um, we might not get to them right away. I think Hugh suggested this back in September. Maybe I think that's, yeah, I think that it sounds September, right. I think it was September time. Uh, but we're just getting to it now. You had the, the episodes planned for. A yeah, while, we had so. like the election prod plans and the, uh, the the Halloween stuff. So. Um, I mean, after after New Year's, like nothing really happens, so we really don't have any. We have well, some. We have fights. inauguration day in uh, January twentieth or twenty first. Twenty twentieth. Twentieth. January twentieth. My dad's birthday. So um, yeah, so you know, please give us your suggestions for future fights. We will definitely take them into consideration. We would love your ideas. Um, I really want to do some kind of a Star Wars themed episode in honor of Rogue One coming out December 16th so if you have any ideas for some kind of a Star Wars themed episode uh, it could be a one verse one or if it's like a scenario episode like we've also done on the show like who would win stealing the plans of the Death Star or something along those lines please let us know uh, I will definitely take them into consideration I've been thinking about that lately and I'm kind of having like a brain fart I really can't think of stealing the plans of the Death Star is pretty good I was kind of leaning towards that one so if someone could come up with a better idea or maybe a way to tweak it or some kind of a suggestion I'll totally take that, and we'll definitely give you a shout-out on the show. So uh, that's that's what we got for you today. So as always, please uh, subscribe, follow, and rate, and please continue to participate in our show. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you so much for all of our new listeners and followers that we've received in the past week and two. We really, really appreciate it. All right, bye-bye. Well, I uh, played Barney for 14 years uh, on the show, guy in the costume. I heard there's a big lot of competition between, like, like children-type characters. Like, well, you It's know, kind of like Biggie and Tupac. The, like, the funny thing is, there's, like, this uh, video on YouTube about Barney versus hip-hop hero. Okay? Yeah. But what people don't know is... Barney and Hip Hop Harry. What in the sky? Uh, you guys are one of the same. <laughs> so, like, how competitive is you out there? Like, to tell us if he's ever doing like a drive bar in your house or anything? No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, all, it's all about love, man. Yeah, it's all good. about sharing that love for the kids. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I freak the kids out a little bit. Exactly. Well, it's nice meeting you, man. Right, you thanks. The Who Would Win cast is not endorsed by any film or television production companies and is intended for entertainment purposes only. Any and all audio clips are not owned by the Who Would Win cast, and all rights are reserved by the respective copyright holders.